0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Breaking news JP Sticko buys the commanders for a pack of combos and a half drinking Gatorade. What is going on in Washington? Does somebody want to tell me what's going on in Washington? We got two bids, way, way above what I think the commanders are worth. But I was listening to a popular sports talk radio here in Charleston, and they were talking about how, you know, these owners of these teams are not owning for profit. They are owning to run a sports team. So, what that tells me is the price of these teams are going to go up and up. And up. We're going to see something of north of $6 billion sooner rather than later. But that is not what this podcast is going to be about or what this podcast is on. This podcast is solely going to be about Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about his tweet. We're going to talk about John Harborough's thoughts. And we're going to talk about some teams that I feel could be very, very interested in the once MVP who is extremely capable of bringing his team to the Super Bowl. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. If you live under a... You've obviously heard that Lamar Jackson came out on Twitter yesterday and announced that he actually requested a trade out of Baltimore on March 2nd, which happened to be you know five days before the Ravens placed that non-exclusive franchise tag on him. So what that basically means is Lamar Jackson is going to be owed 32.54, I'm sorry, million on his tender if and when he ultimately signs it. The deadline for Jackson to sign this multi-year contract is July 15th. So what a team could do is they could swoop in and they could have to give Baltimore at least two first-round picks as well as some as well as pay Lamar Jackson the money that he wants. However, despite this bombshell, this explosion, this Twitter frenzy that Lamar Jackson spun up, he actually, you know, came out and said that he has nothing against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he says that this is all about money. This is about business. Quote, this is not about a soured relationship between a player and a team. It's just about finding his right value. The reason I believe that is because sources have told me over the course of last week, while the trade request was already in, those two sides have been negotiating a potential deal. Obviously, they are not anywhere near that. But the fact that Lamar Jackson's been engaged with the team does show you it appears this is more about money than it is about Feelings. That was a quote that uh, came out from the NFL insider Ian Rapoport about what he's hearing about Lamar Jackson. So even after Lamar Jackson requested a trade, the talks between him and Baltimore were continuing. How can we make this work? How can Baltimore find a way to get Lamar Jackson back on his roster, on their roster, and happy once again? If Baltimore loses Lamar Jackson, my good people... It is over. They're going to be in an absolute dumpster fire rebuild. John Harborough is not going to be the guy, not going to be the head coach that I think Baltimore is going to want there any longer. They're going to want to start fresh. They're going to want to start new. Think about it. Their entire team was built around Lamar Jackson. He's an RPO-type quarterback. He loves to run. But the Ravens are just having a lot of trouble and difficulty deciding whether or not it's worth to pay what he wants in guaranteed money for a running quarterback let's take a look at cam newton right cam newton was the first kind of running back-ish quarterback now people can make an argument for michael vick obviously michael vick was a running quarterback but michael vick was smart about it he got out of bounds he never fought for yards never really lowered his shoulder Yes, he was a running quarterback, but he wasn't like Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. These guys are basically running backs, if you think about it. And do we, what do we know about running backs? Well, NFL teams are not willing to pay running backs. This is the problem with Lamar Jackson currently. Teams are deciding whether or not they want to pay for a quarterback that could be injured each and every season or potentially have an injury that could end his career couple of knee injuries on Lamar Jackson is going to hurt his career. So, are teams willing to give him the guaranteed money that he is looking for? The news um, broke. The Twitter went out like seconds before John Harbaugh was ready to, you know, answer questions from the media during his pre- press conference at the NFL owners meeting. So, Lamar Jackson had this thing all planned out. He wanted to put John Harborough on the spot, um, but John Harbaugh has a lot of optimism that he's going to resign Lamar Jackson. And I quote, I do, Harborough said when asked whether he thought Jackson would be the Ravens starting quarterback come week one. I'm pretty fired up about Lamar Jackson, and I can't wait to get back on the grass and go to work. I am confident that that's going to happen. I don't know if anybody's told John Harborough yet. Um, I I don't think Lamar Jackson's coming back to the Ravens. Um, I don't think he's playing whether um on this exclusive franchise tag he's not dumb enough to do that i think he's going to wait and get what he wants so if baltimore wants to pay what he wants he'll come back but it just doesn't seem like they're going to do it so i was looking doing some research so i did, i pulled up some you know procedural you know notes in the nfl guidelines so Number one, according to Article 9, Section 3 of the NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement, the Ravens cannot receive trade compensation of more than the CBA-mandated two first-round picks. So if the Ravens say, okay, I want to trade Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson has already signed that exclusive franchise tag, the Ravens cannot get more than two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. That is wild, right? Right? If Lamar Jackson wants to get traded, the Ravens need to get rid of him now if they think he's worth more than those first two round picks. I'm sorry. Yeah, the two first round picks. Number two, a team can wait until after the 2023 NFL draft to sign Jackson to an offer sheet with 2024 and 2025 first round picks, then becoming the compensation. So what that means is... After the NFL draft, if a team does not have two first-round picks in 2024, they are able to offer a pick in 2024 and a first-round pick in 2025. So they do not need two first-rounders in the same year. That's exactly what that is saying. They can wait till after the NFL draft and say, all right, we're going to get Lamar Jackson. We'll give you our 2024 first-rounder and 2025 first-rounder. And if I was a team, I don't think another team is going to uh, be willing to give a, this year's first two round, for their first two round picks for Lamar Jackson. I'm waiting, and I'm absolutely doing this. Why? Because I'm spreading it out. If I have two first round picks this year, I do not want to give them up for Lamar Jackson when I can wait and spread them out 2024, 2025. Because if I have a good team a la the New York football Jets come in and they sign Lamar Jackson, their 2024 and 2025 first-round picks are going to be late first-round picks. Think about that for a second. And number three, a team cannot send a first-round draft picks acquired from another team unless those picks fall higher than their original slot. So what that means is a team can't trade, uh, I don't know, let's just say they're going to trade... Kansas City Chiefs for their first round pick, but their own first round pick is number 10 and the Kansas City Chiefs pick is number 25. They can only trade their pick, which is number 10. They could not trade the Kansas City's pick at 25. So that stops teams from, you know, going to these really good teams and say, all right, we'll give you this player for your first round pick, knowing that it's going to be a late first round pick so they can keep their early first round pick. I know it all sounds confusing, but at the end of the day, The Baltimore Ravens are not going to get what they want if Lamar Jackson signs this franchise tag. Yeah, just just to be clear here about what I was saying, you know, the team doesn't need to have two 2023 first round picks. They could have 23 and a 24 um, to trade for Lamar Jackson, but one has to be from this year. Unless they wait till after the draft, then they can have 24 and 25, which again, could be very beneficial for a team that believes they can really contend this year because that first round pick that they own is going to be late. Now let's get into some of these teams that I am talking about. Some suitors for Lamar Jackson. Number one, not in any particular order. Number one being the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, what we need to do is we need to look at Atlanta. Number one, they have no quarterback. That's for damn sure. But also, Arthur Smith, before taking the head coaching job in Atlanta, was in Tennessee. And if you remember, when he was in Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill ran the RPO. He used Tannehill's athleticism, and they ran the RPO. P.O. This is the same exact system that he ran last year with Mariota and Desmond Ritter. But could you imagine the type of offense that the Atlanta Falcons could run if they didn't have Marcus Mariota or Ritter, but instead had Lamar Jackson? I absolutely love this for Lamar Jackson. I absolutely love this for the Atlanta Falcons. Why? Because they have the 8th overall pick, and they could potentially get priced out of the rookie quarterback market, meaning the quarterbacks, the top 4, top 5 quarterbacks could possibly be taken before that 8th pick, and they certainly have the cap space for Lamar Jackson, so this really could be the move for Atlanta. If they think that those quarterbacks that they want are going to be off the board while they're sitting there at 8, I would absolutely jump on Lamar Jackson if I was the Atlanta Falcons. Number two, the New York football Jets. I understand they want Aaron Rodgers. I get it. I understand it. I, I get why he's a uh, multiple MVP winner, Super Bowl winner, one of the best quote unquote quarterbacks of all time. Last year, the Jets had competent quarterback play, right, from young quarterbacks. Now, competent means they got they went out there and they played. They weren't very good. Okay? They got the job done sometimes, but failed more often than not. They have an extremely young team. The New York Jets are very young. Their skill players are young. Their defense is great. So, if I was a New York Football Jets, your window is now. Why not go after a young athletic quarterback Lamar Jackson? And contend for multiple, multiple years. For multiple Super Bowls. Instead of going after Rodgers. Who may give you one year. Think about that for a second. Aaron Rodgers may give the New York Jets one shot at a Super Bowl. And then they're back in the same position as they were last year. Running out young quarterbacks that simply stink. Or they could put on their big pantyhose and decide that they want to trade for Lamar Jackson, and now we're talking about the potential, if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, of multiple Super Bowl runs for the New York Jets. Number three on my list, Indianapolis Colts. The Colts currently have that fourth pick, however, so if they decide that they want to go young here and get a young quarterback, I think absolutely can. However... We're talking about Jim Ursay here, and we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. His Indianapolis Colts team has constantly went after free agents, uh, quarterbacks. Do they do it again? Now, obviously, Lamar Jackson is not a free agent, but he's a veteran quarterback that is still young, still in his prime. They're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to afford him and give up the picks for him. But that Colts team, think about it. Jonathan Taylor and Lamar Jackson in the backfield together is lethal. That combination with a good offensive line that is hopefully healthy this year, they were not healthy last year, could be really, really dangerous. Number four is the Washington Commanders. Okay, I I talked about them before. It's an absolute dumpster fire. Daniel Snyder is a jerk. Okay, but he's selling the team. Coach Ron Rivera, okay, spent his combine talking about how the Commanders are going to enter the 2023 with their second year quarterback, Sam Howell, as a quarterback one. Listen, Sam Howell, if you know anything about Sam Howell, came out of high school as one of the most talented quarterbacks. He went to UNC, shined at UNC, played very well, but was not one of the top quarterbacks taken in the draft. So the scouts didn't like his potential in the NFL. So this begs to ask the question, if the Washington commanders with a very good defense, put Lamar Jackson on that offense, how explosive can they be? Let's not forget. Let's not forget, they just signed, in my opinion, an offensive coordinator that absolutely deserves a head coaching job in Eric Biennemi. He could really unlock Lamar Jackson to another level. Washington Commanders have high expectations. I think Lamar Jackson skyrockets those expectations. And number five, the Carolina Panthers. Okay. The only issue I have here in Carolina is Frank Reich, okay? He loves developing quarterbacks, right? Think about 2017 for the Eagles. He turned Carson Wentz into an MVP. However, Carson Wentz got a knee injury and down went his career from there. They also have coaches Thomas Brown, Parks Fraser, Deuce Staley, and Josh McCown, who all are talented offensive minds. I don't see the Carolina Panthers' going after Lamar Jackson. I think they go young. I think they get a young quarterback and they build around the young quarterback and shape and mold him into the quarterback that they want to lead this Panthers offense. Oh, I do have one more team. I, I, I have to throw this team out there, okay? This is kind of like one of my bonus teams, okay? The New England Patriots. I have, you know... I was doing a lot of research on this, and I found one story um, where uh, the writer of the story was at the Combine. And he noticed that the Patriots beat writers were in attendance for all the top rookie quarterbacks coming out in this year's draft. Now, many of you may seem, oh, whatever, they're just there to listen, blah, blah, blah. But beat writers usually don't stick around for all, I think it was four or five of the top quarterbacks because they have other things they need to be doing and other beats they need to be following and other players they need to be bothering because something's up. I smell something fishy here. The Patriots, obviously, if this is the case, don't trust Mac Jones, um, Year two was a setback for Mac Jones. He had a pretty good rookie year, but he just took a step backwards in year two. So, it begs to ask the question, do the New England Patriots go after Lamar Jackson? I don't really know where Lamar Jackson is going. But what I do know is I think the best two fits that make sense in my mind are the Atlanta Falcons and the Annapolis Colts. I could also see the New York Jets being big-time contenders if this Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't doesn't work out the way they want it to. They can just pivot real quick and pull the trigger because I think they need to contend now. Their window is open. They need a top-tier quarterback. That will put a bow on this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the Lamar Jackson talk. I'm going to do a little bit more research, do a little bit more thinking, and then maybe just maybe on next week's episode, I'll make a prediction on where I do think Lamar Jackson will be in 2023. Hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Be safe, have fun, love on your family. As always, peace, love, and fantasy football.